1: welcome aboard and good morning my name is adam ritz Jay baker in front of me looking great in blue i'm I'm, i love the shirt you wear you're looking i wish this was television too bad it's only radio you look fantastic
0: no i appreciate that (laughs) and i'm glad we're in an environment where you can tell me i look marvelous
1: you look marvelous As uh, we start the show with a hats off and uh, and a Nashville Strong to our friends in Tennessee after the tornado that hit this week, Uh, we want to hit on uh, at least one website. Uh, If you're looking to help or get involved, visit musiccity.com slash Nashville Strong is a website that has uh, links on how you can donate or what you can do to help. Uh, One of the things I found... Uh, And if you're listening in a part of the country where maybe you didn't even, if you don't follow the news, you didn't even know there was a tornado. It was a a fairly devastating tornado that tore through uh, Nashville um, with about uh, a dozen people or so uh, perishing, uh, millions of dollars in in devastation and damage. So it was a a huge storm as uh, our friends in Nashville uh, pull everything back together. And they want to remind you that Nashville is open. Nashville is open for business. Oh sure. Uh, a lot of times you hear about these catastrophes and you think maybe I can help by staying away or just getting out of the way. Uh, Nashville is open, and uh, I'll just read straight from the from the city dot uh, com website. it's visitmusiccity.com, dot com, which is what they call a CVB. That's a Convention Visitor Bureau website. At times like these, we not only have to help our neighbors recover. But also keep them working and the industry generations of tax revenue for the city and the state. Influx of sales taxes will help pay overtime expenses of first responders and other city services related to the tornado recovery. So sometimes, yeah, I'm going to stay away, get out of the way so they can clean up. No, go to Nashville, have a great time. The downtown was, was barely touched, All the hotels, restaurants are open for business. You know it's called Music City. Go see a band, go see an act, have some fun, spend some money, get some sales tax generation flowing through Music City.
0: Yeah, sometimes you you don't realize the trickle-down effects of all these. And with everything that is a tragedy, you know, it is people coming together. So as you said, you probably shouldn't alter your life, but this also will talk in another Adam Rich show about tornado preparedness because we are starting to get into that season and this was a truly devastating storm one of the strongest storms that you can have on land struck the middle of Tennessee and it's it's just the you know it's a terrible tragedy
1: Hoop season, uh, the madness of March is here, and the Southeastern Conference uh, Men's Basketball Tournament is in Nashville. That will go on uh, as planned. Uh, the week, I think, March eleventh. So, uh, if you're a basketball fan listening to this, wondering if you should go, absolutely go to Nashville. Have a great time. Cheer on your s your favorite SEC team. Uh, take in a concert, see a show, go to a bar or tavern, have some nachos, or maybe some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> that, that's how I'm going to help. Maybe I'll make the drive down there and have some mozzarella sticks. Sometime you need to create a
0: philanthropy that's snacks for humanity. Yes, snacks for humanity. Come in, enjoy yourself, and then you know we donate 15% of all proceeds from mozzarella sticks to help
1: those in need. I know they have some Nashville Strong t-shirts for sale. You can find out all of this information at the Nashville... Uh, city website VisitMusicCity.com. That's VisitmusicCity.com. And if you want the specific page for all the donation links, it's VisitMusicCity.com slash Nashville Strong. This uh, portion of the show we want to say thank you to our friends at Vibonomics. They are the chief underwriters of this broadcast. We're in the Vibonomics headquarters right now in the Vibonomics studios. Uh, recording this show. And uh, Vibonomics is an audio experience advertising company uh, providing music and voiceover messaging inside retail locations across the country. You can learn more at Vibonomics.com. Thank you, Vibonomics. All right, so we have uh, tornado preparedness in a later show. In a later show. During, a later show. during uh, tornado season, which I'm guessing is the end of April, maybe? Yeah, we are um, around the corner and potentially, and we've had some mild weather here in
0: the United States, so they think that that was kind of what helped spawn these uh, Tennessee tornadoes. But, uh, yes, we will be talking about that because all of America really turns its attention to that. But we're going to turn our attention to something that is looming as well. This is a lot more fun for people to be thinking about, spring break. Ooh. And, you know, spring break trips kind of take different forms. When you're young and in college, you think, I can't wait to get away to our favorite spot because we're college students. You think of, as an adult, I've got to take my kids somewhere. And then you're in a situation where you love spring break, but you're an empty nester now, and so you'll move forward with your own spring break. And ironically,
1: the planning and the thoughts that go into it are the same for all three groups. little bittersweet for me this year. It's my first spring break in uh, 17 years that I'm not planning a family uh, spring break with my children. This is my youngest is a senior in high school. She's doing her own, her own spring break this year, so... I I guess I am an official empty nester as I plan this empty nest spring break, which is going to be a whole lot of laying around doing nothing. (laughs) Well,
0: and that is one thing that is something that you can opt to do. In fact, uh, many articles say don't feel guilty for wanting to do absolutely nothing during spring break if you (laughs) so chose to do. I don't feel guilty wanting to do absolutely nothing during this show. I do enjoy being a parent on spring break. I've always said the power phrase you go, Hey, insert kid's name, get off of that. Yeah. Because your kids always find some way to climb on, touch every hand railing they can ever find. And then later you've got this kid that's all dusty and their clothes are. And then you try and take them out to dinner and, you know, not enough hand soap to get that kid back into no. shape, you know.
1: Sand everywhere. Oh, and yeah. I mean, everywhere. Absolutely.
0: One of the things that, And, pardon me, one of the things that you can do when you're planning your trip is break the stereotype. As you know, when we were in university, remember there was always a, quote, hip and or hot location. MTV always used to broadcast from, what was it? San Padre Island and places Uh, like that. And, you know, it became hot. Now to give you an idea of generationally what occurs, when I was in college, everybody was dying to go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. That was
1: the absolute hotspot. Now, where was your hotspot? The hotspot uh, when I was in college um, was was Padre Island. Yes. Well, that was one of the years. Uh, I do also remember one year uh, everybody seemed to go to Cancun, which was not uh, very drivable. <laughs> no. Uh, but, I, but my final year in college, the hotspot was Key West. right and we did go to Key West and have a good time and Um, I think
0: Cabo Cabo San Lucas has become kind of a big spot you know Sammy Hagar is down there with his nightclubs and everything so uh, once
1: again there's a couple of Mexican hot
0: spots that people like to go to on spring break
1: yeah and travel uh, air travel especially is uh, a little more commonplace Uh, in the early 90s when I was in college, it was it was it was a drivable uh, undertaking. Where are you going on spring break? Well, where do we want? Lauderdale's eighteen hours. We can drive there. Yes. Uh, it was never ever even a thought to go to Cabo San Lucas. We might as well be talking about going to Jupiter. No, or I think a different you're about that. And um, think
0: about this. Um, And obviously, you do want to do some safe planning. We'll talk about that here in just a second. It's one thing if you're a very young person with a great constitution, you're well-rested, you jump behind the wheel, you don't mind driving 19 hours to get yourself to Fort Lauderdale. Hopefully, if you're an adult and you hear my voice, you're thinking to yourself, might want to chop that trip into two days. Uh, approach it a little more systematically, take enough breaks behind the wheel so that you remain alert, maybe plan it so that you avoid uh, rush hour traffic in Atlanta. That's one thing you definitely want to do if you are traveling southward from the Midwest. Uh, So I think there's so much better planning. But boy, when we were young, boy, did we do some boneheaded things. Drive back from Florida on Sunday before Monday's class.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a the, the 15 to 20-hour drive. Uh, you roll into campus about 6 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you have a 64-ounce coffee that has gone, gone stone cold, jammed yeah. between your knees. Yeah. It's tough. Now, so at this phase, uh, the empty nest phase, I, I don't I, – as a matter of fact, in two weeks, I have a six-hour drive uh, on the weekend I'm looking forward to not doing. I, I don't – I have to stop every every two hours just with my back. I don't have back problems really, uh, but I just, I have an old back and I just, after two hours I need to pull over, walk around, get a coffee. Uh, so there's no way I'm driving to the beach uh, now. Uh, if I can't afford to fly there, I'm just not gonna go because it would take me three days just to drive there stopping at every rest stop to get a bag of Cheetos.
0: Wouldn't you love to just pull out your phone Uber, I need the Uber XL to the beach. Your location, San Padre Island, my man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, if you are looking to take some kind of trip, and a lot of people do, they say to book early and rigorously research the absolute best deals. There's about four or five major websites now that will do a lot of research for you so far as airline and accommodations. Everybody sort of has their favorite, but it's not a bad idea to go to an alternate website, punch in those numbers, take a look, Show it'll show you which airlines are flying to where you want to go and where are good places to stay. I know that you're going to take a trip this year
1: and I don't know how much research you put into it. Uh, we've done a lot of research. Yeah. Uh, I don't really fly by the seat of my pants too much. I will tell you one thing I did that I would advise is, and I've never done this before. I've done it on a cruise ship before, but I went ahead and paid the travel insurance, which is one hundred and twenty-five dollars a person. Uh, it's just Melissa and I going, so for two hundred and fifty dollars, I can cancel this trip at any time and not uh, well, get my refund back. Right. It would just, I'll just be out one hundred and twenty-five dollars each. Um, and I don't know if this if you have this in your notes coming up, but with the coronavirus and the health um, issues on planet Earth right now, that's something to take into consideration when planning your trip, planning a spring break. Um, I mean, there are, I'm not a health expert. I don't even begin to uh, claim to know whether we are at uh, panic or reasonable just cause for uh, cautiousness. Uh, But I'm just I err on the side of caution and sometimes consider things an unnecessary risk. Uh, For example, um, we sometimes we like to cruise. There isn't a chance I'm getting on a cruise ship in this scenario. And I don't know the math or the statistics on how many people on a cruise ship are really getting sick or infected uh, with this pandemic happening. But it seems like every time I turn around and look at Twitter or turn on the TV, there's a cruise ship being quarantined. Right. So guess what? I'm not going to take a cruise this spring. Right. So I guess all I would suggest is take into consideration everything that's happening around you to keep you and your family safe. And
0: that is a great point because that is something that's happening in the news right now. And as of the recording of the show, as Adam pointed out, we don't know, is this going to get worse? Is it going to stabilize just where it's going to all end up? So travel insurance is a very, good idea. Of interest is, don't ever take, and this may make you laugh, and I'm hoping it will a little bit, it's important to note that you shouldn't just book the least expensive airline because it's the cheapest. Some of the airlines are not necessarily worth flying, not because of safety issues, but because some of their customer service and some of their nickel and dime approach to getting you to where you need to go.
1: I have strong feelings on this. I thought you did. I uh, will not name airlines. Uh, However, uh, I will name the airline that I enjoy, and that's Southwest Airlines. I've been a member of their rewards program since 2010. It's a fantastic airline. And occasionally, when their flights are upwards of $400 one way, and I find another airline flying direct from the same airport to the same destination I'm going to for $100, I'm like, well, why not? I'll take that. Sure, I'll lose some rewards points, but this one-way flight is $300 less. I'll take that. I get on said $100 flight, and that flight is delayed seven times, and then finally takes off, and then gets rerouted to a destination seven hours away from where I wanted to go, and it ends up costing me another $500 in hotels and rental cars to get to where I would've gone anyway if I just would've paid the 400 bucks with Southwest. So I am a huge fan of never flying the budget airlines ever. Yeah, and that is not necessarily a
0: bad tip. (laughs) And then as Adam said, having a a loyalty to one airline, I think it's cool that you're loyal to Southwest. My family has been always uh, very loyal to American airlines. And as you said, Now, when we travel, because we have the travel points, anytime we take a trip, we get to go first class. And I find that to be such a luxury that Mm. you might not have. So I have felt like our loyalty has paid off when they hand me that hot little wet towel.
1: You know, even if you don't travel a lot and you're looking to take a a trip um, and you're thinking, I don't really want to fly or can't afford to fly look into whatever, I don't care if it's Southwest or not, look into an airline's loyalty program. And also if you can, uh, and I'm certainly not suggesting you get yourself into credit trouble, but if they have an adjoining credit card that when you sign up for, you get an instant 50,000 points, maybe you sign up for this airline's credit card and you're able to book uh, flights for four, a family of four, for 80% savings because of all the points you got with that credit card. You book the remaining uh, finances of the flights on that credit card and you end up getting points for the for that money spent on their credit card. Then you use that card at Target or the grocery store and you pay it off monthly. You end up over the course of a just spending money on groceries for your family could end up getting you and your wife or your husband two free f- round trip flights anywhere in the continental United States. So. Even if you don't fly a lot, look into a loyalty program. Connect their card with uh, with just your groceries you buy or or your. Just your cable bill or your, or your your cell phone bill, and the money you spend could earn enough points to get you some some free flights over the course of a year. Absolutely, I'm going to be leaving this Sunday, and uh, we get to fly first class. So that's
0: uh, that's one of those bonuses you don't think about. Uh, also, uh, websites such as Yelp and TripAdvisor are very good at helping you find reasonably priced and safe places to stay. Of, of you know, uh, we tend to make a little fun of Yelp but they are good to at least get a snapshot of, hey, that hotel on the beach, is it really a great place to stay or not? And that does help you make that decision.
1: TripAdvisor cracks me up because we recently booked a hotel and you go to the TripAdvisor reviews and it's 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 two, loved the hotel, loved the staff, the food was great, right. and then the third one was, Worst vacation ever. The staff was terrible. The room was awful. Uh, needs, uh, I'll never go back. Needs and to the, be completely rebuilt. The right. next two are like, "Had a, this was the best vacation my family ever had. And then the next one is, I'd rather kill myself than come here again. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so you got to take those, those reviews with
0: a grain yes, of salt, I guess. Well, and sometimes people write the review after they're a little angry about something. And let's face it, it's never ever going to go perfectly. Yeah. But I think you have to give everybody a, a, at least a, a you know – The ability to satisfy your needs.
1: And for me, the only way I would ever leave a review is if it was terrible. Yeah. If I have a great vacation, I'm not even going to think about it because that's what I expected. Sure. I paid this much money to have a great vacation. If it's terrible... That's when I'm going to get online and say, worst vacation ever.
0: Well, and what I love, too, is my own personal bar is so low that my rating wouldn't mean anything. (laughs) Here's my personal bar. A tent. Yeah. Was my car stolen? (laughs) Check. Were the sheets clean? Was the shower hot? Everything else to me is fine. Best vacation ever. Listen, I... I lived in a fraternity house for three and a half years. You're trying to tell me that a hotel experience could be better? Are you kidding me? My bar is very low. Did the door lock. Five check. That was just a five-star hotel. <laughs> now, when you start planning your trip, and as you know, a lot of people travel with friends or travel with family, one of the things you can do is create a Google Doc so everyone can access it and then add some of the things that they'd like to do during a potential spring break trip. So this is for families to think about coming up. uh, For college students, this is a chance for a college student to tell their parents, hey, you know, all the girls from our dorm or all the girls from our sorority house, we're going to go on this trip you can help them make it an informed decision. There's no way I'm going to allow you to go to this country with these girls.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to remain my daughter, <laughs> you know. But I thought that that was a great idea, a Google Doc where everybody can share. Now, this is one that's more difficult for people. It's spring break and you've said to yourself, "Man, I deserve this great break. I want to go to Cancun with my friends or I want to go on this amazing around the world cruise with my you know, with my girlfriend." You've got to plan a budget and you have to stick to the budget and that's sometimes a little difficult to do. It can get away from you, for sure. It really can, and you really need to kind of make that budget ahead of time. And then here was a tip when I was doing some research on this, when I first heard this, I thought, this sounds a little harsh, but it's actually accurate. They said, don't use your credit card, have your card on hand in case of emergencies, Uh, but if you just keep swiping and swiping and swiping, you lose track of just how much money you have spent. As you said about the cruise situation, you say, oh, we'll have a couple of cocktails on the deck. Swipe. Oh, let's get a couple of t-shirts. Swipe. Oh, hey, that shore excursion. Swipe, 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 swipe. Later, you look at your bill and you go, wow, we just spent $400 today or $500 today. Then it
1: just gets away from you. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll throw in there, when when you're talking swiping too, uh, I'm guilty of this, I admit it. When you use more than one credit card to book, plan, or actually do the vacation, you sometimes don't feel like you've spent that much money. So if you use one card, like I use a card, my Southwest uh, credit card, I'll use that card to book my flights. Then I use a different card to book the hotel room. When I'm booking the hotel room, I've completely blocked out of my mind that I've already paid for flights. So now I'm like, oh, it only costs that much. Right. Then I actually get on the trip and I have cash and or my checking card and I'm buying food with that one thinking, hey, I've only spent $500. When in fact, it's been five (laughs) times that much. Sure. Counting the hotel room and the flights and then souvenirs and excursions and everything later. You get home and you add up all three credit cards plus your your debit card and find out how many zeros you actually spent. Uh, Maybe you're better off just uh, doing the budget. Figuring out what that number is and saying, we're not spending $1 more than this. Yeah, it's difficult to hold yourself
0: to that. That's why they suggest. Now, obviously, taking cash with you uh, is one of those things. You have to keep an eye on the amount of cash you have. But if you see you have a physical amount of cash and you see it dwindling, that helps you stay on track with your spending on your vacation because it's so easy to swipe and you know yourself when you're in a tourist happy environment, everyone needs that uh, Mai Tai and everybody needs that shirt. Everybody needs that novelty hat yeah, but, <laughs> that you'll never wear again.
1: But Uncle Jay, <laughs> I don't. you're teaching me responsibility. I, YOLO, well, I, I, I mean, what happened to YOLO? <laughs> when it comes to your finances and a vacation. (laughs) Go crazy, as I like to
0: say. Uh, Be responsible, you hear this all the time, but it's crucial to be careful about uh, drinking and other behaviors during spring break. You're in a group uh, and you sometimes feel like, hey, we're just having fun. I took a very famous spring break trip, which I would recommend to no one else, uh, but it was great for guys only. I had a group of friends that went to San Diego State University, and they oftentimes would spring break in beautiful Tijuana. And Tijuana is everything that you heard it would be back in the late 70s. And I'm not acting like, you know, like we broke international laws, but it was a really uh, rough and tumble place to go spring break. And you're drinking with a lot of fraternity guys, you're thinking we're invincible
1: you and I both know that that really wasn't the case. You you were in Tijuana on spring break in the late 70s. That's yes. what you're telling this broadcast. I don't think anything could have
0: gone um, wrong. I,
1: I think you are the exact person that needs to be giving spring break safety tips <laughs> with the experience you have in, in 1979 in Tijuana, <laughs> yeah. Mexico.
0: We had some good stories.
1: Uh, I bet you did. and will you? And we'll tell those stories on a different show at a different time. <laughs> people so are, people are driving I, to church right now. So I broke the <laughs> be responsible portion
0: of this, but really it does uh, it does bear you a lot of good to uh, be really up to speed on what are the alcohol consumption laws where you're going to be traveling. Because as you know, this varies from state to state. Everything from open container laws and etc. And of course, we'd always advise you never to drink and drive, but you know if you're in a situation, hey we're having fun and we're just walking out here on the promenade and we're here on the Lido deck or whatever, Enjoy your beverages, but you need to enjoy them uh, responsibly. And if you think about it, you're in an environment around uh, water and sun many times on these trips. And as you well know, it's a judgment factor as to how safe am I in the water and how safe am I in the sun. So you could potentially drink. And uh, I know Adam, you'll oftentimes go around completely shirtless for no apparent reason any time of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know that you could get way too much sun just from not paying
1: attention to your own personal safety. And if you're drinking, yeah, especially. You, yeah. you, you need to stay up on your hydration and the heat and the sun. I mean, the skin cancer, uh, all of that is not top of mind or you don't care at all if you've had too many beverages. You got to be careful of that. Be prepared for the unknown. Always be safe.
0: Always uh kind of be very aware that your plans could go completely south. This is something that I started doing a few years ago and it's really paid off. If you have luggage that you check on your trip, that's great, but your carry-on luggage should have the absolute essentials that you might need. Let's say you have a medication or there's a specific thing that you'll need once you get there, like uh, uh, the sheet that tells you everything about your hotel reservations. And then even a couple of changes of clothes, take those in a carry-on bag. Even if you kind of say, I'm going to check everything and I'm just going to walk on the plane with my phone, I'll be fine. Take a carry-on bag and have the absolute essential things that you need, including a couple of changes of clothing, because if your bag doesn't make it, at least you will have a bag where you can at least put on a clean shirt and take your medicine.
1: It happened to my mom just a few years ago. She was traveling... uh, uh, out of the country. And she didn't get her suitcase until three weeks after she got home. Wow. So the entire week she was on this trip, she did not have the bag that she um, that she brought with her on, uh, what do you call it? Her checked bag. Yeah, her checked, checked bag. bag yeah. Yeah. She did not have her checked bag. She has, has said this ever since, thank God she packed her medication and her makeup in her carry-on. Yeah. Uh, and then the airline gave her Uh, a stipend to replenish her uh, wardrobe. So she got all new clothes during the trip, stuff she didn't want. (laughs) Well, think about Has this. Sense. You go by a place called the T-Shirt Hut. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Three for $10. Now,
0: you're getting some mighty fine shirts. Don't get me yeah. wrong.
1: She's got her medication, and she's wearing a T-Shirt that says, you know, I went to Turks and Caicos, and all I got was this ugly T-Shirt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if the, the shirt is um, scratchy, and it doesn't fit, but at least she had a T-Shirt. You know, and I will tell you, I only uh, – I, I don't ever check bags. I always pack in a carry-on. And there's nothing and, wrong with it. And for that. me, it's it's more for time. I just I hate going to baggage claim. I hate standing there for another twenty five minutes uh, when I know I could have been at the hotel by now, right? Or been been on the road by now. Um, and so, that's not
0: a bad idea. Yeah. And the men in our audience are going, yes. The women in our audience are going, no, Ooh, there's no way I can when, pack.
1: No, when you have to bring 19 pair of shoes, you, yeah. you need to have a checked bag. And um, that bag size, and this
0: is another thing, too, is check very carefully with your airline. Uh, I just checked the other day for American, and it's something along the lines of 14 by 22 by 9. And there's sort of no exception if it exceeds that size. For carry-on for carry-on. They will grab it away from you. And Mm -hmm. rightly so. They're just trying to operate safely as an airline, and they'll say, sir, we have to check this bag. So yes, so check that carefully. But I am a big fan of meds and at least two changes of clothes, so that way you're not wearing a horribly scratchy t-shirt that's (laughs) two sizes too small. This guy's (laughs) obviously a tourist. Let's rob him. Wouldn't it be great? The shirt has some abhorrent saying on the front, you know, where, <laughs> you, where you literally inflame people the second they see it and they just beat you up anyway. <laughs> You're on vacation. <laughs> You're trying to have fun. <laughs> they say, you know, they're wrestling you to the ground and tasing you just because your shirt has a horrible saying on it.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Jay, for those uh, spring break safety tips. Uh, Again, uh, to our friends in Nashville, uh, our hearts are with you. Nashville Strong, if you want more information to help out, go to visit musiccity.com slash Nashville Strong. My name is Adam Ritz. We thank you so much for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio
0: and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a
1: station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.